Hello and welcome to another episode of the FBL Hangover Podcast, where we raise the bar and lower the tone all things FPL related. We would like to welcome you all back after a long and windy winter break. And speaking of long-winded, my podcast partner in crime, Seamus, how are you getting on, my friend? Not too bad. Nothing long-winded about this intro. Yes. Do you like how it emphasised your long-windedness by being short and succinct? Yeah. That kiss came to me and yeah. in a fit of vodka and juice rage. Yeah, and I, uh, I am quite windy. I just wanted to get straight back into this. It's been, it feels like forever. Since it's been too recorded. long. Yeah, it's crazy. With international breaks and all this stuff, I don't know, we usually get a, a pod out once a week. With this, there generally there wasn't a point. We could have week. done a pod per game almost. Like, this is <laughs> like the game week like that never ended. Yeah. So we'd be doing a disservice for our listeners if we... Like, did an episode last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. <laughs> did a disservice to our listeners if we, like, dragged on that intro. So I'm glad you exactly banged straight into it. I was like, fuck this, let's get the show on the road. And you t- you said it there, uh, there's been, you know, we could have nearly done an episode for fucking every game. It's been such a, a pace. But we're nearly done. But not quite there just like yet. That. No, we're not We're not quite there yet. Uh, we still have the Man City-West Ham rearranged fixture to deal with. We're recording this on a Monday, what I believe is the 17th of February. Not too sure on that one. But uh, yeah, it's a Monday, so we still have the Wednesday night match. So there's still balls in the air, if you will. Yeah, if it was a Tuesday night game, we could have considered doing a later pod. But I mean, it's Wednesday. There's no point. Uh, we'll just have to plow on. So... I still don't know if I've had a good week or bad week yet. Yeah, it's a bit up near because your captain is Aguero, and I think that's the case for everyone who didn't have a Salah captain, really. Uh, you make all... it sound like there's more people that have captained him than actually have. Aguero? Yeah. I think he's got like a 35% effective ownership. Yeah, but which... he, I think his actual ownership is like 25%, so I think he's like a 10% of those guys, or uh, like... A third of his owners have captained. I think it just it's hanging over my head because it really defines how well I can feel about my week as well. And mm. I'm having a decent enough week, like you said yourself. You don't know how to feel. You've had your, you've got your captain still to play. I've had mine play. Did Jack shit? I went with Salah. Three points. Uh, nothing. But pretty much everyone else. I think seven out of ten other players have returned for me. So all in all, I'm at I'm sitting at sixty points this game week so far. That's seeing me. A good bit above the average. Now, we obviously don't know what the average is yet, but I'm sitting nice and clean. And if, uh, if you know, Aguero does blank, then I think 60 is a pretty fucking good score for the week. Yeah, the average at this particular point in time is 41. And depending on, obviously, how City do, that that's going to come up some bit in auto-subs and things like that. But I can't see, you know, the average being much more than... Like, even if even if Aguero and De Bruyne and Maris or whatever, like, kill it and get, like... 15, 20 points each. Yeah. I can't see the average being more than 50. Yeah, I think the Aguero will be the one that kind of... Maybe Kevin KDB, maybe we're overlooking him. If he kind of pulls out his classic double digit, then that's going to drag the average average up a lot, but maybe not so much with Aguero. But it's still there. It's still yeah. hanging over our heads. The, the sword of Damocles is still... I was going to say it earlier, but I was like, I'm going to balls up how you pronounce that, so I might... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I took a, a risk on it. I think it is... No, no, I think you've nailed it. Yeah. I think you've nailed it. That's what I was going to say. I was like, I'm not brave enough yet. Yeah. To, to throw that out <laughs> not there. after my... Uh, Hanging over dart, your head. Uh, that we had in the last episode. Okay. I'm sorry, Travis. I had to bring it up again. <laughs> but look, 
let's get down to the meat and potatoes of it. Uh, you are sitting on what currently, Seamus? I am 20 points behind your 60. Mm-hmm. I'm on 40 with uh, from nine players. So what, just over four points per player, which is not that bad. You know, you normally you're looking between four to five points per player at the end of a game week. Um, but it's all going to come down to my two remaining players, mostly Aguero, mm-hmm. who is my cap. And uh, I got the first part of my captain decision right, which was like, this could be a good week to bet against uh, Mo Salah. Considering they're playing in like after the uh, winter break, I thought, you know what, they might be a bit rusty. Um, they might be, he might be taken off after 60 or 70 minutes, which didn't happen. But I thought, you know, maybe it might be a bit rusty and it mightn't be as sharp together, even though they were playing Norwich. Norwich, you know, yeah. Norwich, you know, are notoriously leaky. But uh, yeah, no, I said I, it was a good week to bet against him, guessing on his ownership. It was a windy, and, a windy night. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I didn't bank on the Man City game being called off. So I'm kind of lucky that it actually got rearranged this game week because if I had him and De Bruyne sitting on the bench and I got what would have been Hayden and Stevens in, that's a whole lot of money benched. And uh, you put your money into players you think are going to return big. And I definitely think that against West Ham, both of these players, if they play, yes. with the caveat is uh, they could return big. Yeah, I do think Pep Roulette has a... You know, something to be said for uh, game week 26 before it's all said and done. Yeah, the problem here is when I put the captain's armband on Aguero, the notion was that, well, he's not going to be benched before a winter break. They've got a week off afterward or a week and a half off before their their next game. Or So I was like, yeah, there, there's definitely... Or just, they're going to have two weeks off. So I was like, I'm definitely going to want to... Yeah, he's definitely not going to rest him. Definitely going to, it's a great opportunity to captain him. But now that they're playing on a Wednesday and they've got Leicester on the Saturday, Saturday evening, I think, and yeah. then they've got another midweek Champions League game against Real Madrid, an important game, potentially one of their last few games in the Champions League, as it turns yes, out. Yes, yes. There's been um, a, a yeah. lot of waves in the Man City ocean since we last recorded. Wow. And uh, yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, the game postponement. I like straight up, Seamus. I don't remember this really happening in a lot. I don't like. I don't have a specific memory of a match being postponed within a game week and and then played in the same game week. Do you? No, no. I don't. I don't think it could have happened because you always need to give about like a week to ten days notice for, for fans, fans traveling yeah. and policing and things like that. I mean, there's nothing to say that a game can't get postponed and rearranged for the following day. I yeah, mean, that kind of shit happens in like. The Irish League and shit like that, you know, or but as you I said, think it happened like, in like uh, League One there recently enough as well, like where a game got postponed and it was put back onto the Sunday game. Yeah, but I when s- things are t- with TV, it gets a bit shady, you know. So. Exactly, there's going to be a lot yeah. of sh- more fucking. If I will say this, if I'd known that this uh, game would have been on the Wednesday this time, I wouldn't have captain Aguero. Yeah, but um, I still hold out hope that if he starts, he could get a big haul. And but, rightly um, so, rightly so. I've nailed my colours to the mast before we even hit record tonight. I, I said that I don't think Aguero will start against West Ham. Um, I think he'll play Jesus uh, from the get-go against West Ham. And then he'll start Aguero against Leicester. And I think what we'll see against Leicester is going to be very similar to the team he's going to put out against Real Madrid. He's already talked about wanting to get a rhythm going. Mm. So that's my feelings, but as we said, it's Pep. Like, what the fuck do I? What the fuck do anyone? Does anyone know? I wouldn't be surprised to see him get like sixty minutes in both games, possibly, or you know, um, just starting the Man City against the West Ham game. And Mm. the thing about this, what what we found with Liverpool is that after having a week off, they didn't really have, you know, that kind of click rhythm in place. That uh, maybe that if against West Ham, Man City could be nil all at half time, and uh, they can't afford to like take people off after sixty minutes. So yeah, you never know. 
But but I, do you like you mentioned the Champions League there as well? And you know, for anyone that's been living under a a rock in the football in the football world, City are currently suspended from the Champions League for the next two years, and have been fined the guts of thirty million euros. And starting next season, I mean, are they? I didn't actually hear about the fine, but the, obviously yeah, it's thirty that's million surprising. euros, uh, twenty five million pounds, I think. And uh, yeah, as I said, two seasons, half a Mangala. Half a Mangala, <laughs> yeah, uh, in fines, but they are. Uh, they still have six days to appeal it, and you know that might be that might be all different uh, when we're recording for season three of the FPL Hangover. But as of it, as of right now, the league is looking pretty useless to City. Do you see that having a knock-on effect in FPL? Yeah, well, that's something we've been asked about in in the drunk tank, and we can look at it a bit later. But uh, it does depend on how they respond, really, yeah. and it depends how Pep responds and how. I mean, you would think that there's going to be an appropriate amount of anger at the the results here, but I mean, yeah, they're going to lawyer up. They're going to like protest this and bring it to the court of arbitration for sport in uh, in Europe, and that's the word of the street. And you so, know, as far as the FPL goes, you're basically just taking it one week at a time. Yeah, I'm just focusing on now. I mean, I I'm going to kind of look at this West Ham game and see how they respond and see if they come. They could come out angry. Hmm. Um, this next game week on Wednesday or in midweek on Wednesday and uh, put five or six past uh, West Ham and we could be like, oh, you've angered the beast. Or they could come out and they could be just have like a reserve side out there and go, well, we're going to put all our eggs in the uh, Champions, League Champions League basket, which pe- we were talking about this before, even before this ruling. Would they do that anyway? Yeah. Seeing as they're so far behind Liverpool. So let's see. Yeah, let's see. exactly. And uh, let's get into the tick of it. I mean, you said you got 40 points so far. <clears throat> Where are you getting your points from this week, James? Yeah, it wasn't a terrible game week. Um, I had a good, uh, cl- not a clean sweep in the back because uh, Henderson is my goalie. Uh, yeah, last week I had a clean sweep in the back, but um, I had Henderson in goals and uh, he only got two, but I had uh, Egan with six points. And he was my John Lundstrom replacement, yeah. uh, who we all know went off and scored, a, did a goal this week. He, he got done, did a goal. It's only a point, uh, one point difference, and I feel a bit more assured of Egan starts going forward. So I'm happy enough with that. I wasn't, I wasn't even disappointed to see uh, Lundstrom score. I was like, good for you. You've actually hit upon my low point of the week. Now, as I said, I've had quite a successful week so far, so there wasn't a whole lot to choose from. But I was definitely a bit miffed, especially because the Sheffield United match came so early in this game week that I believe it was the second match of the game week. It was on the, the Sunday. And yeah, seeing their clean sheet wiped out pretty much... Was burst pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah, it was burst pretty quickly. And we talked on this in the last episode. You'd be pretty sickened to be sitting there. And and you said you didn't... The one thing you didn't want to see was it wiped out in inside the first 20 minutes. It was wiped out quickly. So I'm smug as a, as a, a thug under a rug. And uh, yeah... Lo and behold, before the first half is finished, Sheffield have pulled themselves level and Egan gets a poxy assist. Had you realised straight away? Did you watch the game? I watched the game and uh, I didn't realise Egan had got the assist initially because it was such a uh, clusterfuck in the box. Yeah, Yeah, it was a scramble. And uh, it wasn't until probably several replays and I was going, oh my God, that's actually Egan that's after teeing up. I don't even remember yeah, who scored it. I think it was... Uh, Billy Sharp. Uh, yeah, it was Billy Sharp. And uh, yeah, he scores goals and John Egan gets assists. So I was a bit miffed at that. And it is a low point. It's Albeit, I'm not too bitter about it because, as you mentioned as well, Lundstrom. He... De- yeah. he, he I don't even know. I'm, I'm still in shock even now. I'm thinking about it. I'm going, man... It's like, a great finish. It was a great finish, but it's the, the narrative that that goal has led us to write in... The FBL community is what I love, and I'm astonished by a little bit. It's like, okay, I don't know, and again, we discussed this before we hit record, but 
I don't think it changes much from what I've been saying in regards to Lundstrom's uh, time on the pitch. I think his days are numbered. And I think uh, this time next year, it'll be Lundstrom who, unfortunately. Yeah. But... I think you could be right. It was still a nice, uh, you know, kind of maybe final act twist. I still think he's got minutes in him this season. I think if he doesn't start this next game week, he'll start the following one. I think... If there was an immediate game week instead of a winter break, I think uh, there's a good chance he starts the next game. I think he's deserved a starting, you know, to get his starting slot yeah. back. But I think you he might drops be right. out. I, I guess Berge or Burge or whatever you call his name. He's at home to Sheffield United or at home to Brighton in the next fixture. And as a Lundstrom owner, like you, as you mentioned already, you've jumped off uh, of Lundstrom for Egan on your wild card. I haven't had that luxury yet, and I will be starting him against Brighton for sure on my team. And I would hope he gets some minutes just as a kind of reward for the solid performances he's put in throughout the season and grabbing the winner in the last game. But then they come up against the plank. Game week 28. I can still make a cool 0.5 off him. Yeah. So my loyalty to having a ever-present this season is... It's wearing thin right now. Mm. Uh, so... I don't know. As a lunch, if if there are lunch Ramones listening to this, I and I'm sure there is. I would be. I'd still be standing by what we said last week. That was His our question. We were asked that question last week, and yeah. we both said, "Yeah, I think he's a sell." And he's, for his the goal has done nothing though, which is is kind of the point I'm baiting. Well, in our, in our mini league, in in that you made a point on me in that, but no, I mean his goal has done nothing for my opinion of his prospects oh, for the rest yeah, of the season yeah. uh, whereas I saw a lot of people online kind of you know he's back baby you know no. he's done it again I'm like no 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 this is I'm with you this is a, a debt groan do you know like <laughs> uh, right after he's croaked the gas is leaving yeah, his body uh, yeah and uh, unfortunately I, I stand by what we said last week but that was my low point with Egan and uh, you were you were talking about where your points yeah, were yeah that, that was that uh, was six points there uh, double Liverpool defence came in again I'm Van just glad you didn't go Robertson. I, I actually, for the first 40 minutes of the Liverpool match, I was going, this cunt has fucking Robertson now. And Robertson's like, you know, on the edge of getting an assist and can give give a double-digit haul anyway, any day. And then, like, before the end, I realised that, oh, no, wait, he went Van Dijk this yeah. time. Uh, okay, grand. And then Robertson did, you know, of course, got the three bonus points. Mm. So, you know. But, I mean, those three bonus points would have been stolen off him by Trent had Firmino just converted that late opportunity. Yes, very much you know, so. so, like, Trent is still the guy to own out of the two of them. Now, I would have liked to have Robertson, don't get me wrong, but I think, you know, Van Dyke, as I said, the reason I got Van Dyke is... What is that 0.5 mil in the difference? There's 0.5 mil in the difference, and at the time I got him after, I guess it was 24 game weeks uh, of history, Van Dyke was scoring more than Robertson. As good as Robertson Points has been was, doing yeah. this season, Van Dyke just, he'll get goals. He's had, like, he'd have, what, three goals this season, or had he had four? I don't know. But whatever he'd had, you know, he may not get assists. And he's he's unlucky not to get assists because he does that Alderweireld kind of long raking ball up forward. Now, Henderson seems to be doing it a bit more this season, but Van Dijk has that in his locker too. So he will get an odd assist here and there, potentially before the end of the season. But he's all about the goals. He gets yeah. the goals and they're getting clean sheets. He's, just he's, such he's a, getting 15 points. He's so. such a threat from, from set pieces, yeah. you know, yeah. that I can completely understand Van Dyke and personally I'm happy to see Van Dyke mm. be an option this year because I was afraid yeah. at the start of the season that it would be very much a Robertson or Trent or both situation and Van Dyke has like he did last year matched Robertson's output mm. within you know I think he's ahead of him now but you know he had uh, 
there's not much between the two. And so we I get discuss it. Gomez as well. I mean, Gomez got two bonus points and he's been racking up. It's since he's been reintroduced to the team that they've been so solid yeah, defensively. Since he's Bit back. of luck involved. Let's not, let's not, uh, let's not kind of get too there's taken l- away. There's with luck involved ten. in every game, but ten clean sheets in the last eleven. Yeah. Like, there's more to that than luck. The more they train, the luck. But you know what getting. that is? Yeah. That's Allison. Allison is like after they get through, you know that last line of the, uh, get through the defensive line they still are faced with Allison, who's like the best keeper in the league at the minute like oh, yeah. I don't know it's crazy he's actually unbelievable I, mean, I actually think he's a bit of a fucking idiot why I don't know as a watching him I just can't warm to him uh, no, as a goalkeeper no, I'm the absolute opposite I think he's like it's like he remind he's performing as good or even better than uh, than De Gea was when De Gea was in his peak with United. Nah, I wouldn't go that far. But we're not going to get stuck in an argument here. No, no. I think, uh, I think he is by far the best goalkeeper in the world at the minute. In, yeah, fair yeah. enough. I would claim ignorance on the other four top leagues. But uh, yeah, we do have to talk about Gomez. He is, uh, va- you know, fastly becoming... I don't know, would you say differential now? Is he differential? Mm, he's 5.3, but if you want to get into that, if you can't afford to get into double Liverpool defence and you you know you're desperate to get in there and th- that's a very easy kind of move from Lundstrom to him or something yeah. like that. you just got to find point eight as opposed to trying to find the money to go to Van Dijk or whatever so yeah. I think um, like I'm loving being on Liverpool defence I've only been on it two weeks now uh, and I really really wish I was on it weeks weeks earlier but like uh, ten weeks ago yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> but I mean like double, two weeks in a row now it's been paying off I mean even the um, double Sheffield United has paid off because I got a bit lucky with the the uh, Egan assist but you know mm. th- that's where my points have come from this week so mostly in defence I'll but move on to the rest of my team there's no a lot more points to go uh, Grealish yeah. had 6 points could have had a lot more everyone has Grealish you've Grealish um, so uh, there's not too much to say there but like what I will say is that Douglas Louise should have like scored put Villa 2-0 up and it could have been a completely different game very much so um, in that instance and that would have been Grealish's first assist obviously he got the assist for Engels from the corner as well and he would have got bonus. He was very close to bonus anyway. He just missed. Did he, he, get one. Get he got one. Yeah, you're right. He yeah, got, he got one, point, which I was very happy to see because if you're going to list the three best players on the field on that day, Grealish was was in there. Yeah, I mean, Reina got two bonus points because he saved the penalty and, and made like nine savage. saves. Yeah, yeah he, he played excellent. Um, but uh, yeah, the three bonus points went to the Sun. player who was my low point <laughs> of the week, which was that last minute Sun goal. I mean, I think Sun owners were very fortunate this week. Well, he missed a penalty and then scored a rebound well, a, and then scored in the 93rd minute. A, he's on penalties. We didn't know he was on penalties. It could yeah. have very well have been Alia that was on penalties or Mora or someone like that. And we know Kane is obviously the normal penalty taker. But um, with Kane out on the pitch, I didn't know Son was the penalty taker. There's been t- I'm pretty sure there's been times when I've owned Son that I've wanted him to take a penalty and he hasn't taken a penalty. So what is your, your low point? <clears throat> the last minute goal. You're just sick it was in 95 plus minute and yeah. it was a fuck up from Engels. Uh, so that was obviously a low point because I was, I'd been, I'd stopped watching the game at that point. I had to go out and I was doing stuff. Uh, but I was looking at my phone and I was like, okay, it's an injury time. It's been injury time for a while now. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Son scored a last minute goal. And when I watched that match today, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's the goal that they give away just because some fucking loser can't boot a ball away. I can do that shit, and I'm fucking shite at football. You're not shite. Well, I'm better than fucking Engels. I know that yeah, much now. No. Now, I can, now I know I can play Premier League. Yeah, yeah. But Jesus Christ, just get rid of it. I mean, if you're going to control it, control it. But you don't even have to. Mm. Hoof it. 
It's the last minute of the game. He very much, uh, it, it felt like he woke <sighs> up that morning and said, I'm going to make a name for myself and I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to get my he name was the one to give away the, the penalty as well. Oxford Dictionary yeah. <laughs> for the definition of a mixed game. Yeah, mixed game. Picture of Engels beside it. Give away a penalty, score a goal, make a fuck up that leads to a last minute equal. So it doesn't matter how well he played before that. You give a last minute fuck up away like that. And but look, say what you want. After the game, you people definitely knew who Engels was. Yeah. Well, know? Grealish was consoling him, and Grealish looks like a class. I want Grealish at United next season. I'm yeah. fucking saying it, man. He looks class. Yeah. Like and uh, as an Irish man, I maybe we're not meant to like uh, Grealish because he chose. Uh, not to play for the Irish national team and rather would declare for England, but goddamn, he's fucking class. Yeah, he's definitely making a bit of a name for himself this year and even if Villa do go down, I fully expect Grealish to be in Fancy Premier League next season. Mm. But you touched on your low point, uh, being Son's goal. I do think there's a, a hint of bitterness about that. It's usually reserved for my low point, so I'm surprised there. But what was your high point this week? Uh, my high point came in the Southampton game. For whom I also had Danny Ings scoring, but that wasn't my high point. So mm. seven points for Danny Ings. That's like the rest of my team didn't do too much other than that. Um, my high point was uh, the goal from Westwood. I lo- like second minute of the game. Westwood whips in a corner straight in. You can't beat a goal direct from a corner. I'm afraid. Like like call me old fashioned. Well, but like I love a goal from a corner. But to compound it with Danny Ings watching it no greeting it into moving the it out of the way I'm, yeah. I'm, he's like I'm meant to be marking this front post but no I want this to go in yeah, and McCarthy looking just in goals looking so confused as to why did you let that go in Yeah, why would you decide to move now <laughs> uh, it's almost like you didn't I mean it's almost like you yeah. had McCarthy in a mini league rivals team and he went well fuck this shit uh, the best time to consider you've, the goal is straight away you've gone down the conspiracy theory hole so I have gone down that uh, I mean obviously not Obviously, I'm being facetious, but like I gave you shit about like Sheffield United conceding and losing goals uh, pretty early on. Mm. I was probably as sickened to see McCarthy lose his clean sheet straight away there. I was like, ah, for fuck's sake, you know, I don't have that many differentials on him. Yeah. And for it to be just completely wiped out yeah. from a directly from a corner. But this is what happened to me in the Sheffield United game. I don't know whether it's good to lose it straight away and go, well, look, you know what? Clean sheet's it's gone. Out. I, instead of wait, waiting 60, 70 minutes, sweating, getting heart palpitations and kind of yeah. going, should I be checking my phone? No, if I check my phone, that's bad luck. I don't know if you think like that. That's how I think. I definitely that's how my brain don't works. think superstitious. But uh, I don't get superstitious until FPL, gets, def- until FPL gets involved. I'm not a superstitious man, but when FPL gets involved, you know, I turn the light switch on and off three or four times. You know, I turn Have around twice. Have you ever under a ladder? Only counterclockwise. Fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough. But, Which I yeah. think we all agree is the right way to do it. I mean, if you hadn't taken Danny Ings uh, essentially scoring a goal for Burnley as your <laughs> high point, I would have definitely been hard-pressed to not have that as my low point. But uh, my high point this week, Seamus, and uh, just while we're on the subject, is, again, it's a little bit outside the box. Didn't affect my team, didn't have him. And he's not really an FPL option. But I was delighted to see Wan-Bissaka get an assist today. He's only an FPL option. No? I disagree. And I think this is actually something in the drunk tank as well that might have come in okay. and I would be touching on. I wouldn't think so, not at all. Uh, I have Martial, so that definitely was an advantage uh, to So why are you saying this assist? doesn't affect your high point? It was your high point because he got an assist and no, for a guy that you have. my high point. Yeah, but you said uh, it wasn't affecting your decision because it wasn't in your team. Uh, yeah, he well, may not have been but the guy he crossed it to the score was that's a fair point uh, fair enough I guess I was maybe trying to be a little too subtle about it but either way 
just all the shit that's been coming out about Wan Masaka this year in terms of like, oh, he can't whip a ball and he can't whip a ball. And don't get me wrong, it's completely deserved criticism. But to see him kind of knock that on the head a little bit and for United to pick up a fucking much needed win tonight and my player who was. I only have KDB and Martial left, so Martial mm. being the only one that's actually a bit of a differential. Picking up a goal, no mm. bonus points, unfortunately. It was an easy high point for me. Uh, oh, absolutely. So you were kind of delighted. It was your high point more so because you were just happy for Wan-Bissaka to prove the naysayers wrong? Yeah, well, I mean, I had a lot of returns this week. Uh, I had sevens across the back. Yeah. I had Ings, Grealish, uh, as you said. Aba- or I had Aubameyang. That was another one. He scored mm. a goal this week. There was a lot of kind of seven out of ten attacking returns so far so it was hard to pick a like what's my actual high point because it's not like my captain did a whole fucking lot yeah but yeah Wan-Bissaka kind of maybe hopefully shaking that monkey off his back and we will get into whether he is an option now later on in the episode but hopefully shaking that off his back and you could see Martial was almost more delighted for Wan-Bissaka to you know to be the one who whipped the ball in than he was to score and Peach of a go. A rare smile from uh, Martial. No, I was delighted to see it as well. I mean, we know he he hasn't, as you said, he's got a lot of criticism for his delivery this season, but he's a great player. And uh, yeah, his final ball is going to, but he's so young. What yeah. is he, 21? Is he maybe 22 now? I don't know, but he's, he's going to improve. And look, that's something that will come. Yeah, exactly. So before we move on, Seamus, have you anything else you'd like to address from your, your team in game week 26? thus far uh, no the, the players that blanked for me so far were Salah who yeah. kind of everyone has but they had him as captain I did not um, my Wolves players Traore and Jimenez Jimenez was super unlucky not to get a goal because he had at least two good chances to score headers uh, well one header anyway at least and uh, especially at the very very end that was almost my, my low point where he had a clear header from a corner last kick of the game and he put it wide and he wasn't challenged so yeah there was um there was opportunities for him to score, but I think he's going to be a player who's going to be important to him. And I was disappointed well, to see Traore bench, but when he came on, he looked good, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have a, a really appetizing Game Week 27 fixture against Norwich and no blank in Game Week 28. Mm. So I'm sure we're going to see a lot of investment in the Wolves' assets this week. And uh, that's something I'm going to be looking at myself. And uh, I suppose it's as good a time as any Seamus to break this down a little bit further let's hit the drunk tank alright lots of questions in the drunk tank this week it looks like people missed us not being on last week Joe yeah, the week was, hiatus uh, has I think everyone's them. just got uh, is, is detoxing they're, they're Jones and Hardman for some FPL podcasting oh man yeah last week I was like Searching for like listening to podcasts I've yeah. never listened to before. Just was like, someone give me some FPL knowledge. Yeah. And there was none. And everything that came out, this isn't a jibe at anything, but everything that came out was a bit gimmicky. And I was like, man, I miss some fucking analysis and breakdowns and stuff like that. So that's another reason why, you know, I was fucking happy to record and I get this shit on the road again. Yeah. And uh, the first question we have is from Tom Moriarty. Who says, wonderful to have you back, gentlemen. Life hasn't been the same without you, which is as effusive a praise as we've ever had, I think. Mm. Uh, so he's quite he's straight into it. Hold Sergio Aguero this week away to Leicester or get in Jimenez versus Norwich. He already has Traore in midfield already. So no, like, you know, small bit of kissing, cuddling, but straight into it then. Yeah. Should he hold Sergio this week away to Leicester? Or just move straight on to him and his. So not one for the four players what you're getting at, James. Not much. Not yeah, much. Straight in. I can respect that. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? I'm going to have to wait before I can comment to the Wednesday game. 
Yeah. Tom. Uh, if he starts on uh, Wednesday against West Ham, then yeah, maybe that might be a good move because maybe he's going to be benched against Leicester and just get a few minutes or maybe he'll get reduced minutes. But uh, if he's benched on Wednesday, then I think he's definitely going to be playing against Leicester, so I'd hold him. Mm. Um, I like I. It's very hard to sell Jimenez or not Jimenez. Like I think Jimenez is a great person to have in your team, and I'm I definitely want him. But sell Aguero for Jimenez. That looks like the sort of move that could like you could sell Jimenez. Well, I think what, sell Aguero and Aguero bangs in two goals, and then Jimenez. Well, if you look at it on. like. Aguero is a against Leicester, who you know are in the top four, yeah. and then goes into a blank. In yeah, the question is the blank in game. So regardless of what he does this week, <laughs> I'm sure there are going to be people thinking of getting rid of Aguero, and him. If you don't have him in as that Norwich fixture man is looking tasty, even Very away tasty. to Wolves or to away to Spurs in game twenty eight. But a cautionary tale, Ger, because this is the exact same dilemma I had, and I think you had, and many other managers had. Only, I think, back in game week 23, where Wolves were playing Southampton and everyone wanted Danny Ings, who was in better form. And Jimenez hadn't done much in a few weeks. Yeah. And everyone was planning on getting rid of Jimenez the following week against Liverpool. And everyone moved a week early and got rid of him against Southampton, where he duly banged two goals and then scored against Liverpool. Now, he's not going to score in this blank game week 28. We know that because he haven't got a fixture. Mm. But remove Aguero a week early at your peril. That's what I'm thinking. You, Just based on that Jimenez lesson that I learned where I lost out 13 points. your lesson involves Jimenez scoring goals. <laughs> yeah, but if Jimenez can punish owners for selling a week early, imagine what Aguero can do. But if you were getting Aguero out for Jimenez, does that not completely cancel out your hypothesis, Seamus, thus rendering you redundant? You're right. Next question. No, <laughs> You're right. So it's the equivalent of four goals. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess based on that logic, which is not flawed in any way, not at all. you should definitely do it. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be in, if if I was in Tom's shoes and he's looking at Aguero to Jimenez, and I assume that's what he would do in game week 28 anyway, I even though I know Spurs isn't as appetizing as Norwich, it looks like, you know, maybe long term, that's what the wiser move is, then I would do that in the game week 27. There's a very good chance I bring in Bali against Spurs. Spurs aren't that great recently. They're picking that's up, I'm they're at, picking up yeah. results for some reason, but. Um, but that's my point. It's like, yeah. So you are going to see people shipping out Aguero in game week 28 because of the blank. Yeah. So they're going to be looking at reliable strikers. And if you look at Wolves, they've got. After the Spurs match in game week 28, they've got Brighton, West Ham, and Bournemouth. That's pretty solid fixtures as well. Mm. So he looks like a solid option. If you're going to jump on in 28, are you not thinking, fuck it, go 27? Norwich. At home. I would normally. I would normally. Because, like, Man City away to Leicester is not an easy game. Yeah. So I can totally see the logic behind it. But as I said, the cautionary tale is what happened to me with uh, the uh, Wolves-Southampton game where I sold him as a week earlier than I was going to just because he hadn't done anything in a while. So wait wait until at least the Wednesday game, Tom, and see what happens. If you think that... Um, if you see that Aguero's been rested and you know he's going to start against Leicester, like, Leicester got their ass handed to them the last time they played Man City and Leicester have not been playing very well lately. So let's see how Man City are. If Man City have reacted really positively to this, uh, you know... What's the word? Ruling. Ruling. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, shunning from UEFA. Then um, maybe they'll react with a bit of anger and bank a load of goals past yeah. you know, West Ham and do the same to Leicester because they could, they are more than capable of beating Leicester 4-0. Yeah, I guess it depends on how that match goes. 
But either way, Tom, best of luck with that. I <laughs> like. I mean, I think you do need him this week. I'm not sure who else is in your team, Tom. Uh, if there's somebody else you can bring out instead to to get to Jimenez, because I think Jimenez is the player I would be bringing in this week. It's just I'm not sure. I don't think I can endorse selling uh, Aguero. Well, what we've got, Seamus, here is a case where if this isn't touched upon before we finish the drunk tank, I've got a couple of questions I need to ask. And it kind of relates to this a little bit, but we'll stick a, a pin in it till then. Next question. Next question is from uh, FPL Chieftain. Uh, he says, How badly are you sweating on Aguero, Seamus, and considering the tree at the back shot the lights out for you both? would you consider going four at the back in the next few game weeks? So the first part is aimed directly at me and how much I'm sweating on Aguero here on Wednesday. Um, yeah, I'm kind of a bit more more nervous now. I mean, as I said, when I made the decision to captain him, it was thinking he was going to have a whole week off after the game. So I'd I'm, like to think I've, I've made you a little bit you nervous. Made me, you yeah. have made me a bit more nervous. <laughs> Coming over to this game, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm like 75% convinced he's going to play it. And now it's like, fuck, I'm like 60-40. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure by like Wednesday afternoon it's going to be you know forty sixty yeah exactly. and you'll <laughs> so, be shitting yourself you're going, he's yeah, not going to play yeah. he's not going to start what but see I think if he doesn't play I I don't know if I agree with you I think if he doesn't start he doesn't play I think I think they're unless they're like losing or drawing to West Ham I think he just stays on the bench if they're two or three nil up and he just gets his ninety minutes against uh, Leicester I don't I don't know why he'd have to play both games because he's been off in fucking Dubai driving jeeps or whatever the fuck he's been doing so what Pep's thinking at least how I'm reading the situation is that Pep's gonna want to warm those Aguero legs up a little bit so if I'm Pep I'm giving him 10 minutes on against West Ham then I'm giving him the match against Leicester hopefully I get to whip him off 20 minutes before the end and he's ready for Real Madrid midweek but Again, I don't want this whole episode to revolve around it because I know I'm just armchair managing right now, yeah. which is a little frustrating. But that's how I'm seeing the situation. And hopefully next week I can look back at this and go, yeah, Seamus, see how I call that motherfucker? See, they've got a week off. They haven't got like three or four weeks off. It's not like a summer break. I don't think they need to be broken in that gently. Like one game is to warm up is plenty before a Champions League game. Personally, that's that's me. Yeah. If you what were about- a Champions League game, maybe one is enough. <laughs> but uh, maybe Aguero is a little bit more. Who's to yeah. say? He's Who's not as say? professional as you. You or I. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what I will say is, uh, let's address the second part of his question, uh, Chieftain's question, where he's saying, look, we both had three defenders at the back this week and we both had clean sweeps across those back three. Mm-hmm. Um, would we consider going four at the back in the next few game weeks? I know personally, I definitely would consider it and it is something I have been considering because uh, I have obviously played my wildcard recently and my team is like, at, at present, I'm benching Stevens. Uh, against Aston Villa at home this week, which mm. kind of feels like I should really be playing that guy. It's a, it's a, but you have McCarthy as well. But you're choosing. But I'm to benching go, him too. <laughs> I'm saying you're choosing to go Sheffield United double defense again. Which yeah, is well, fair I'm, enough. I'm playing double Liverpool. There's but, no, there's no, no doubt about that when they're playing. Uh, no question about that when they're playing West Ham at home. But that kind of leads into what King is saying in terms of forward to back, in the sense that. Double Liverpool defense is very much a valid option, and you've jumped on that already. Mm. So I think. If I'm going forward to back as a solid formation for every single week, then it's only going to be because I have double Liverpool. Yep. And that's going to be straight like If I have double Liverpool, then it's forward to back. Maybe three, depending on whatever way the fixtures line up. Mm. But if I don't have double Liverpool, I'm still probably sticking with three. But yeah, that's me. I just like yeah. attackers. So I've got double Liverpool. I'm going to play Henderson and goals. Um in game week uh, 27, who are playing Brighton. Mm-hmm. 
who've been doing terrible lately. I'm going to play Egan as well. I'm going to double up and I'm going to put, just put my balls at the line. assist machine. Yeah, I'm just going to put my balls and I go, like, if I'm back in Henderson, I'm going to back Egan. Would you say you're putting your balls at all? No, I'll put my balls in the line. Hit it. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but then, uh, as I said, that means like I'm going to bench Lascelles. Uh, Newcastle are against Crystal Palace away. Crystal Palace, like I could play five at the back this week, but like I've got to decide who I'm going to bench. So like I'm not going to bench Grealish, who's against Southampton this week. Grealish has been unbelievable. I can get he could pull out like a double digit point haul there. So I can't bench Grealish. And what I'm going to do? Bench Traore against Norwich? Like I can't. Just no. can't. So, no. I mean, like, I'm not going to bench Ings. I'm not going to bench Aguero. So, it, it basically means I'm going to have to play this particular week, three at the back. And in game week 28, when I've got the blank, I'll be playing four at the back. But yeah. that's just true necessity. Um, so, you're thinking you're sticking with three at the back, even though you have the double I'm looking, thinking I might bench boost this week in a small in a small manner. I'm kind of thinking, man, you know what? I could bench boost this week, but I'm probably not going to... Um, I don't want to get bogged down on chips too much, but yeah. have you set up a strategy like saying that I might bench boost this week kind of indicates that you're a bit loosey-goosey with that chip? You have no plan for it? No, not yet. Not until games have been... Uh, I'm kind of thinking like it's a really good option this week to do it, but there's also a really good option in game week 29. Yeah. And by game week 29, we might have a better idea of like which teams are true to the next round of the FA Cup and who's likely to blank in game week uh, 31 and who may have a double in like uh, 37 or... 34 blanks 34 so like yeah I, I that all has to be played out so the conservative in me is going to hold on to the bench boost for that but like part of me is kind of going man if a good bench boost is 16 points four points per player on your bench mm. uh then you know all that you need is one good player to return so you know i just yeah. play a single i don't know and just to narrow it down a little bit before we move on to fpl chieftain's question yeah first of all i would like to also tip my hat to fpl chieftain for for his description of me in his last episode. <laughs> uh, and I mentioned this to we you. We never commented on it at I the didn't. time. No, it was post uh, episode 70. But Intergalactic Spacecraft Hollier. Uh, it, it stunned me to the point where I paused the podcast and the person sitting next to me in work was like, what are you doing? And I was like, no, no, I'm just, I'm just mulling something over my head. And then I went, you know what? That's probably the most accurate fucking description <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. And uh, I yeah. think your own father would describe you in that manner as a spacecraft trucker. Uh, so yeah, with that, fair play to you. But again, just narrowing it down, chief. If I, as I said, if I was looking at four in the back, it's only because I've got a double defense somewhere. I'm still all about the trees. I think there's a lot of value to be had with cheap defenders right now. It's still, it's been that case this season. And uh, yeah, unless I'm doubling up Liverpool, I'm sticking with my tree. Mm. Yeah, because I'm investing the money then you see in the double Liverpool but otherwise I've got the guts of two mil that I'm able to turn a fifth midfielder or a third striker into an actual playing option Yeah. so that's where I'd leave that chance. I'm not even listening to you right now I'm just singing space trucking in my head right now Yeah. come on deep purple bro deep purple come on but uh, yeah. question number three Seamus we're fucking Qual- quality show Chieftain yeah so uh, I am definitely thinking of four at the back but um Present post walker, I I just have too many options I can't bench. While you're dragging that up, let me ask you one and don't get bogged down to too much. But okay. do you are you happy you used your wild card? If Aguero blanks this week and say you end up on mid forties, are you regretting using a wild card so early? Because I know uh, a lot no, of people. I got a good. Uh, I got a like last game week was my. Your white. Either, it was either my second or third best game week of the season. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was like a direct follow-on, so I know that nailed it. Mm. But like, 
I guess what I'm looking at is. But I like the is... setup. You know, I like the set. I like my like uh, as it is sends this week. I've got two free transfers, zero point three in the bank, and I don't know who I want to make. I don't. I might. I'm probably going to burn a transfer this week. There's no You're one I want. You're never going to burn a transfer. That's the, I'm, madness. This is as close to me burning a transfer as I've ever been. We've discussed this, Seamus, and if you burn a transfer, then I will cancel this whole goddamn podcast we could be canceling this podcast there's no one else i need the only move i can make is the move that you call schmucky i think i don't know if i ever used that word but i'm interested uh, I, may, to say. <laughs> I may be uh i may be taking yeah, libations ar- here. Ar- artistic license yeah artistic license here but uh yeah uh where i'm thinking i might go salad to Mane. that's the that's the one move i'm thinking of it's not schmucky if that's if it's up against burning a transfer. I'd rather do that than burn a transfer. I'll tell yeah, you that right I now. I don't know. I'm thinking that. I mean, the other thing, I could do other things like I could do Stevens to Bali. But then, like, I'm not even planning on playing Stevens. So, yeah. I'm not going to play Bali either. So that's going to so. give you a headache as well. Yeah. So, uh, that means i got to decide I'm benching Egan. So, I like, there's there's kind of moves I can do there. I, there's nothing I really need or want to do. So I'm looking forward to next week's episode when... We see what you actually managed to do in the end. I think if I make a transfer out of stubbornness and out of like, I can't burn a transfer, I will fuck up my team in a bad way. Fair so enough. I'm thinking I should just burn the transfer and just be done with it. That's what I'm thinking. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, and yeah. uh, I'm sure, depending on what you do, I will have a whole thing about this. Yeah, so time. I don't... I, I think like my team is set up perfectly. So to answer your question, no, I don't regret playing my wild card. Um, I like... Like, it's brought me into the top 100k. In, yeah. I'm, just seeing a lot position. Of people, I'm just seeing a lot of people talking about oh I'm so happy I still have my wild card because all of the fixtures are still to be announced as you said yourself there you know we, we need to know more about FA Cup and Liverpool getting through in the FA Cup when I was like oh what does it? there's a few more options now yeah. whereas I think if Liverpool had got knocked out which was which is what was expected it would have been maybe a yeah. little bit more cut and dry look last year I waited and I played it later when the double game weeks were announced and uh that's why I'm thinking of doing my bench boost, just purely because I think it's good to play your bench boost close to your wild card while people are playing. But um, no, I don't regret it, and I think I can make ground on players and then just use my uh, my manager prowess in the later parts of the season to uh, make good moves, hopefully. But uh, like I'm kind of at a point where I don't know what to do now. <laughs> um, okay, well, look, next question is from FPL Rogue, and he's asking, if you could navigate Game Week 28 and maybe Game Week 31... With a near complete playing 11, including possibly two enablers, thus guarding your chips for a potential double game weeks coming 34 and 37, which is still to be confirmed. Is it recommended or is that overall rank suicide? So basically, a lot of people are talking about using their free hit chip in game week 31. Mm -hmm. But if you can get to game week 31 with um, nearly a complete 11, you know, maybe getting to nine players, maybe ten players, using a couple of enablers there to get there. Do you think saving your bench boost, or not your bench boost, saving your free hit would be worth it? Or saving your wild card in some cases? Yeah, I think uh, if you think you can, I mean, like, as I was kind of hitting that there, there are options. There are cheap defenders out there. Like we look at this week, you know, in terms of just the shift in forward template and how that's kind of gone like you like Vardy he, he's fast becoming a thing of FPL past uh, so far this season so I mean shit is shifting a bit right now it'll be interesting to see what way the landscape is come game week 31 but I I'm always a fan of holding off uh, until the end at least that way you get to splurge on them a little bit you get to kind of feast on your chips for a few fucking game weeks you're like yeah this is uh you know this is this is bumper season do you know that kind of way what about you it only really works as an option for me i do 
I think I definitely think that is definitely an option, but it only really works if Liverpool go out to Chelsea. Uh, so if they play their kid side and they get knocked out by Chelsea, then it's definitely a good option. But if Liverpool are true, then no, I wouldn't be doing it. So there's too many permutations in the air, really. So, I mean, yeah, definitely if Liverpool are true, then triple Wolves and triple Liverpool will get you six players, a few players here and there. You know, you could have eight, you could have nine. Yeah. And I think eight or nine is fine to go in with. I'd nearly rather play nine players and have triple, like, the same Liverpool players. And you're going to be captaining a Liverpool player in that, game, yeah. in that sense. If Liverpool aren't in there, everyone's going to be captaining a um, uh, Wolves player, probably Jimenez or someone like that. So, uh, yeah, let's see what other games get announced and confirmed yet. Uh, I definitely think you could do, get away with that. Um, game Week 31, that's a bit too far down the line. It's hard to say with certainty there as well, but it looks like that's going to be a big blank as well. Yeah. Um, it, it's nice to know that uh, FPL Rogue, is he's an eager beaver. He's thinking that far ahead. Yeah, I think you can just lose out in points by um, focusing too much on now. Yeah, sorry, Game Week 28 was the other one. Sorry, not 31. Cause, yeah, so 28 is the one where, yeah, you can easily navigate that. I mean... Oh, yeah, I'm not worried about 28. I mean, you should be able to... I mean, it's it's literally like two Game Weeks away. Yeah, so. I have a decision to make whether I sell Grealish, KDB, Aguero, and I've obviously... Um, well, what I'm thinking is, drunk tank-wise, once we wrap this shit up... I want, we're gonna we're gonna look at the blank game week twenty eight a little bit because I mean you don't want to be talking about this next episode because at that stage people are gonna need to be making shapes yeah so I think yeah we'll look at this a little bit because I have some questions about my team I want to want to run by you and see what you think but uh, rogue yeah you're fucking you're you're on top of the the ball there fucking racing towards game week t- thirty one yeah and uh, FPL Cedars uh, which is at Cedars FPL on Twitter actually kindly answered a question. Uh, that question from him and uh, he recommends that in his end he said he would rather play with 9 than take a hit or more to have a squad of 11 I don't think there's anything problem with taking a hit as long as it's someone you're bringing in for more than one game week by yeah. the way but um, yeah it depends depends if they're good I'm not going to take a hit to bring in fucking Charlie Taylor or something like that you know um, no but as he said yeah I mean I think minus 4 on a blank week like that then it's usually justifiable depending on you know what the what the team is set up before like yeah, and uh, Didi, who's at Lefty78A, um, he's welcome us back as well. He says, not a fan of the winter break. Seems like the game week is 27 years old. Amen to that. I... We missed you too, Didi. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with those sentiments. He goes, I hope your team did better than mine. Shite week, but managing to hold my lofty position in my mini leagues. Owning, owing to everyone else also doing crap. Have to get Sun back. Your thoughts. So, Sun. Mm-hmm. Son, yeah, we kind of owners are incredibly lucky, or he's scoring even while they're though they're playing bad. So wait until they're playing good, and he's going to have monster holes. What do you think? Looking at Spurs fixtures: away to Chelsea, home to Wolves, away to Burnley, at home to Man United, and away to West Ham. Now, with the exception of West Ham being pretty tasty, and I know an away to Burnley match could be fine. I don't know how much I fancy Spurs' chances against. A Chelsea that really need a fucking result, and I think have a better team than Spurs, uh, or at least have the potential to to outplay Spurs at the very least. Uh, Wolves won't be an easy match. I'd I'd give Wolves the edge in that if you were to ask me right now, uh, and Man United can go either way as well. So three of the next four matches for Spurs, considering how they played against Villa, they played pretty shit against Villa. Like, let's not pretend because they beat Villa and scraped against, uh, I think it's three wins on the bounce now for Spurs, and scraped it past Norwich two weeks prior to that. These were very, very lucky and not indicative of how Spurs played on the day. 
So I'm watching it, and there's players out there with Ali. I had Ali myself, jumped off him maybe three, four game weeks ago. Son, yeah, out of position option at the moment. He's playing essentially as like the first man forward for Spurs. Yeah. So he is taking those boxes, but for the 9.5 or whatever he is now, 9.7, that you have to put out for him. Son, Son is 10. Is he 10? So no, it's 10, 10.0. 10. Yeah, okay. No. Well, that kind of even strengthens my point even more. I'm just not looking at him. I'm not looking at Son at all. What about you? I've missed the boat. Um, yeah, I wish we had different opinions of this. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you can <laughs> no, I've missed the boat. If you want, he scored but... four goals in his last three games. Um, he was somebody I considered a few weeks ago. Didn't go from, didn't really know he's on penalties. Uh, look, that he missed. Yeah, his <laughs> two goals today were incredibly lucky. He missed the penalty. You know, the fact he like didn't create that chance himself, Bergwijn won the penalty um, with VAR's assistance. Mm. You know, that wasn't even given in normal time. So he got a VAR penalty, missed it, scored the rebound because basically the new rules mean that, you know, you can't encroach in the box or they'll just make you take it again. So that gives an advantage to the striker for the rebound. Because he's already in the box. Yeah, and Pepperain is given out and he's kind of going like, oh, why? how come no one got in there? It's like, yeah, because we can't get in there. You know, well, he pushes straight back. was in there. Yeah, but like as I said, Son was even further ahead. So Son was the guy who scored yeah. there. So I mean, they if you push it straight back towards the guy who took the penalty, they're always going to have the advantage. They're like three or four yards ahead. Anyway, yeah, but, I mean, he's I don't like, want to get bogged down in that. Him, but, yeah. but like, and then like a fuck up at the very end. Where it was great, great finish by Son, and you know, great pace from him and everything like that, and composure to actually finish it off. But that's a very lucky thirteen point haul for his owners. Yeah, I agree. Um. And so I just feel like, all, like I'm going to take out game week 31 because it's five game weeks away, right? I'm just going to mm. look at the next four, okay? Because maybe I might consider Spurs in game week 31. Well, that's but what I'm saying. if you're looking at game week, uh, the next four game weeks, arguably their hardest games in that run is Wolves and Burnley. Burnley are playing really well recently. They're not, they're like, what have they won? They're, they've got as many wins as many United. Yeah, that's moment. not saying a whole fucking. That's lot. after them beating uh, Chelsea, but it is for Burnley. Like Burnley, are, yeah, but Burnley were playing really shit before the run, and yeah. they have picked things back up. They picked again, up a lot of points in the last four or five games. They're still not either defensively or attacking sound. Do you get me? Defensively, they're a lot more sound than they were. Yeah, I mean, compared to shit, they're less shit for sure. But yeah. like, they still conceded multiple chances to Southampton at the weekend. Problem is now they're safe. You're thinking. You know, when a team is safe, do they just, like, take the foot off the accelerator and the other team kind of mm. go forward? I don't we know. We are entering like, that stage of the season where we're going to start talking about what teams are at the beach. On the and, beach and, yeah. And yeah. whatnot. But, yeah, I'm not too convinced. Yes, they picked their, their socks up a little bit in the last couple of weeks, but I'm still not but convinced. I'd be less at, convinced of Spurs, though. At Turf Moor. Spurs at Turf Moor in game week 29. I don't see too many goals in that. Maybe no, there'll no. be a goal or two. The game against Wolves, they're at home in game week 28. That's a tough game. Chelsea, I think Chelsea is probably the easiest of the next uh, four games. At uh, home to Man United will be a tough one as well. Although United are shit away from home. But yeah, United play well against uh, bigger teams, we'll say the top four. United top will six play teams. well against Mourinho anyway. Yeah. They'll want to win that. But look, I'm going to say something at you in relation to this question. And I want you to give me a straight up answer, Seamus. I don't want you beating around the bush anymore. Mm. One word Bergwin. Like is, him. Is he an option ahead of Sun? 
If Henderson, you look, no. price wise, no. you don't think the difference? No. You going no. If you're going for uh, if you want to go in on a Spurs asset, go for Son. Yeah, so spend, spend an extra two and a half million. Yeah. And that being that said, simple. yeah, I'd even go Ali ahead of him. But Bergwijn did impress this week. He two would have had now. the assist for the penalty if he um, if he had converted it first time. Um, he looked very lively. He's playing where Son used to play, which the thing I like about him is it allows Son to play center forward. Yeah, because well, Son was playing on the left. And now Bergwijn is playing on the left, so that puts Sun center forward with Ali just behind him, and they kind of they drop and they change. So um, yeah, I, I mean Ali could have had a couple of goals if I this week. Like for example, I'm sitting on Martial, right? Now I'm not saying I would instantly do a Martial to Bergwijn move, but I know that I have that space in my team price structure wise uh, that I'm not going to rip up to get a 10 million Sun in, but I might consider taking a punt on a a Bergwijn that's looked pretty energetic in these two matches yeah it's not a bad point he's like I, I, maybe I'm I'm being a bit uh, too negative about him he's not a bad option but I think if I'm going to bet on Spurs I'm going to bet on Sun why mm. would I bet on somebody else other than Sun I don't you need... don't have 2 million <laughs> yeah that's true but I think I just hold on to Martial at that point yeah again I didn't want to limit it to one specific player but I am just kind of you know you're always looking for little options and I think yeah. Bergwin There's... is Continued on from a good performance. Yeah, good, good. He does look like a good player, but like their fixtures aren't amazing. No, they're not. Uh, so you're going to go for a talisman in that team, yeah. and that's Sun. Yeah, and I, again, I am trying to just play a little bit of devil's advocate, but as we both said at the start of that question, I'm not looking at Spurs at all, Didi. But not essential, Didi, because uh, as I said, I just feel like I've missed the boat, and this has happened to me so many times where I have gone in on Son late and I've missed the points and I've just only picked up his red cards. But to be fair, Seamus, you've also gone in on Son early and picked up some points because I've definitely cursed you for that. <laughs> yeah, well, past. I was, as I said, a couple of weeks ago when I was doing my wild card, I considered going on him and I was like, mm, maybe not. Mm. And uh, I sped against him and I kind of regret it now. So, yeah. Well, um, take from that what you will, Didi. Next question. Moving on. Uh, FPL Rossi. At FPL underscore Rossi. Um, what are your views on City players uh, with the league done and dusted and no Champions League to play for will Pep now just concentrate on the cup competitions and does KDB now become a major rotation risk now I think this is or could be speaking out of line here Rossi but uh, are you thinking of going uh, KDB to Sun as well because they're similar price brackets you know um, I know I've seen a lot of people who've moved from KDB in the last couple of weeks to Sun and I don't like seeing them rewarded I want to see KDB coming back with a monster haul this week against yeah. uh, West Ham because I feel like they're being cheeky gits yeah I don't know again you can't talk much you're the one that got rid of KDB uh, at the start I'm not getting rid of him now yeah exactly so you're already biased uh, in terms of your answer here and we've kind of touched on the situation at Man City a bit uh, in this episode already uh, I don't know how like in terms of KDB for the price I got him in at 9.5 and for the price that I'd imagine most people like got him in under 10 anyway, he's still to to make me want to get him out. Do you get me? Like He's still the focal point that you talk about, Talisman, the big T. Uh, he's still just such an influential part of Man City that for a player less than 10 million... I'm gonna to have to see a serious, a, a serious amount of blanks before I consider getting them out. Can, Champions League wise, yeah, I mean that's still up in the air. Like as as you kind of heard when we were talking about Aguero being captain this week and what's gonna happen against Leicester. I honestly don't know rotation wise, Seamus. Like, have you got any any major insights there? Uh well, yeah, we're gonna to have to wait and see. 
Like we, this time next week we'll have a better idea because we'll have seen two Premier League games and we'll have seen a Champions League game well actually no, we won't have, the Champions League game won't have happened by this time next week but we'll have seen the two Premier League games we'll have a better idea um, but the thing about City in the Champions League is that I wouldn't be surprised I mean they're obviously appealing this court decision it's two year ban from UEFA Champions League mm. I can't see them getting more than one year yeah, but we're suspension. not going to get bogged down any of that. But like, assuming, like, I was thinking, oh, they'll be banned next year, but it'll be overturned the following year. But now I'm thinking it's very likely that because they're appealing it and this is going to take so long for their case to be heard, they'll probably be in it next year. And if they do get a ban, a one-year ban, it'll be the following year. That's mm. what I'm thinking. And I also, I'm thinking... throwing that kind of uh, assumption around the place that just because they're appealing it, they'll be in it next year. That's my. I don't. I can't argue. I love with you. throwing around just random like. Oh, uh, I know you do. You've, you've literally made yeah. seventy-one episodes of it. But yeah. uh, now that we're you know in episode seventy-two, Seamus, we have to take this shit seriously. We've crossed the line now, okay? Uh, but in regards to City, you have to take it for what it is right now. They're not in the Champions League next year, unless and when that changes, then we will talk about it. But what if they win the Champions League? The defending champion has to defend it. Yeah, well, exactly. That's, no, I don't think so. Actually, I, I imagine if they're it, banned, they're banned. They're banned regardless. So that's why I'm thinking, like, it would be hilarious if they won it and then they had this whole precedent. I think, like, going back to what uh, comment you made earlier on about before this Champions League kerfuffle even came into existence, we were already talking about the gap between Liverpool and Man City. So we're already talking about the league is pretty much meaningless now. I... I'm still playing that kind of mind frame. I'm going to wait and see what their attitude is in the league a little bit longer and see what effect that has. See how the first leg goes in the in the the Champions League match. But don't be getting KDB out right now. At least that's a, yeah. that's where I'm coming from. I think I'm going to keep KDB, Rossi. And I think I'm going to get rid of Aguero in game week 28. I'm going to keep him for 27. Um, I think I'm going to get rid of him in game week 28 for Vardy. Even though Vardy's been in shocking form. I could get rid of him for... Um, Aubameyang, but he also blanks in 20, in 28, yeah. so just that kind of seems pointless. You know, I could obviously do it in, in preparation for game week 29, but I think Vardy is the uh, the obvious one in game week 28, and just stick with KDB. I don't think I want to get rid of both of them, and I think KDB is more fundamental. I think Jesus is the obvious replacement for Aguero, but there's no obvious replacement for KDB. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. And how are we coming, James? How many more questions have we got? I think we have one more question. One second now. Right. Because this time is fine. This episode is just fucking baiting through the roof so far. It's a, it's a bit mental. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Last question came from uh, Sheehan FPL. Um, what's more of a priority to do this week? Dominic Calvert-Lewin to Jimenez um, or hold and have two free transfers again with 28? Mm. So he's got Dominic Calvert-Lewin for Everton this week who are Against playing Arsenal, Arsenal yeah. and go to Jimenez or should he hold and have two free transfers for the following week? Uh, I'd probably just do the move to Jimenez right now because Everton are blanking in... Uh, are Everton blanking? No, Everton are blanking. They're playing Man United though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, might as well be blanking because United are just going <laughs> to completely crush him. Uh, Everton have Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea and Liverpool in the next four. So, yeah, I guess Everton are too appealing to me. I know coming off the back of, what was it, a goal and assist that Calvert-Lewin got this week. So... You're pretty happy if, if he's sitting in your team. It's tough to get rid of someone who just get, got you a double digit. But I'm all for him. And as I think he, as you said already, should have got more than a goal against uh, his game with 26 opponents. But game with 27, Norwich, I just can't see him coming out of that with a blank. I'd be going, I'm all about him. And as, 
That's paddling. Yeah, That's I'm um I'm all for it. I'm pro that move. Do it this week. I wouldn't wait. I don't think Calvert Lewin is going to do too much against who we say Arsenal, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's going to do too much against Arsenal. Um Everton are away and Everton have been very, very poor away. Arsenal are generally better at home anyway and seem to have maybe their tails up after putting four past uh, Newcastle. Yeah. Um, yeah, they struggled against Newcastle for large parts, especially in the first half. But once they got the first goal... Pretty much just, just the first half. They pretty yeah. much came out second half a different team. Well, Newcastle weird. collapsed after they gave away the first goal. It, it was is. that new right-back guy they had, Lazaro. Um, didn't Ooh. bother jumping for... Like, just gave a bombing a free header for some reason. And then got nutmegged by Sacco and gave up a goal like two minutes later. He had a shocking three minutes. He did. Um, but seems to be taking set pieces. So I, I don't know much about him. I'm going to watch him a bit more. But I like had him in FIFA 19. And uh, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he was kind of playing in a wing back role. And, uh, no, I had him as just a normal fullback right back. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he basically was kind of at fault for the first two goals. And then the, Newcastle just collapsed. Between himself um, and Engels, they were really battling for biggest dickhead of the week, you know? <laughs> so it, it will depend on, like, is that Arsenal being excellent now? And is this the, the results that's going to turn around their season and they're the team you want to be looking at going forward? Or was it just the fact they played Newcastle who just gave up? Because, you know, Newcastle will put up stiff opposition, but once they go a couple of goals behind, they'll just give up the goals. Yeah, exactly, because they know they're not going to fucking be able to pull it back. Yeah. But, okay, well, that brings us to the end of the drunk tank, and that allows me to sneak a couple of questions in as well. And, again, it, it kind of goes back to one of the earlier questions that we had, and it was relating to, you know... <sighs> do you jump off Aguero? I think it was Tom Mariarty's question, like, what do we do with Aguero now? So I'm sitting there without Aguero, but I do have Aubameyang and Jamie Vardy. Mm. And this week, like, my gut says, well, not my gut, but maybe it's my head, says Jamie Vardy to Jimenez. Jamie Vardy to Man City, not on form. Yeah. Jimenez at home to Norwich. Looks like a pretty safe bet. Yeah. But next week... Jamie Vardy's away. No, but next week Jamie <laughs> Vardy's against Norwich, so I've gotten rid of him. Yeah, and about and about blanks. blanks. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a little bit torn. I'm going like, is is it? Like, to be honest with you, like I said, my head says. This. How much value are you going to lose this? in Vardy? I lose about point three million, but I'm not worried about value. It's about whether it's the right decision. And what I'm thinking is, all season I've been. Trying to stay ahead of the game, making decisions where if I just stuck with what I had a little bit longer, not in every situation. I mean, getting off Sterling was a massive highlight for me this year. It did not bite me in the ass, rarely. But other decisions have, and uh, him and his, you know, is probably one of the more recent ones. And um, now I'm thinking, Vardy has got such a nice run of fixtures after game week 27. So after their match against City... He's got a way to Norwich, at home to Villa, a way to Watford, and at home to Brighton. They're pretty fucking nice fixtures. They're savage fixtures. Yeah. So I'm already, uh, you know, thinking to myself, like, if I get rid of him now, he's going to turn this around at some stage. Like, just by sheer law of average, he's going to have to get something. You'd expect it to. I mean, I don't think he's going to go back to those kind of hauls he was getting where he's going to be getting 15, 20 points and stuff like that. I don't think he's going to be getting... Too many double digit. Do you holes. think Leicester as a as a, as a team are looking weaker now? They're definitely looking weaker. I mean, Jamie. The thing about Jamie Vardy is when he's he's not really involved in the game, so he only look, comes alive when he's scoring goals. Yeah. So he's not like he's getting like like forty touches of the ball a game. He's like getting like fifteen to twenty touches of the ball a game a lot of time. But it's like one touch, 
shot goal. Yeah. You know, or one touch miss goal. Uh, so I think um, he will end up getting points, and I think he will revert to his average. I think he was overperforming. I think he's been underperforming recently, and he's kind of now back at the mean. Yeah. And I think he will, with the fixtures picking up, improve. But Leicester have looked kind of poor. They kept a clean sheet now, so maybe having kept a clean sheet against Wolves, maybe they can build on that. Um, and I think, as I said, there might be one good win away from going on a bit of a run. I'm not so, going to double it, like say, like let's get Vardy, let's get Madison, yeah. let's get Pereira. But so I'm going to say that I think I'm going to go for from game week 28. I'm going to go Aguero to Vardy myself personally. I think he's a good option to go for, just going on the fixtures because we know his pedigree. Yeah, so you're actually going too, Verdi. Fair enough. Yeah, I think so. So the too long, don't read version of it is basically you'd go Aubameyang out over Verdi out. But this week, uh, Aubameyang against Everton seems... coming into a blank. Aubameyang against Everton or Jimenez against Norwich. Yeah, but it's coming in... See, if anyone's going to score against City, it's going to be Verdi, you would think. I'm not talking about Verdi. I'm talking about Aubameyang. Oh, yes, but no, I'm just talking about they're your two options. So, like, if... Man City are going to concede to Leicester you're going to think it's going to be Vardy um, but the <laughs> Arsenal problem is coming back to what I said about Jimenez a few weeks ago against Southampton get off him a week early at your peril at your peril you know do you think Everton are that easily easy for Arsenal to push aside uh, no I think Everton actually are going to be one of the form teams between now and the end of the season actually them and I don't know about Spurs I have I think Arsenal and Everton are the teams I'm going to be looking at closely towards the end of the season because I think with the new managers I think they've got into a style and you remember how well Everton finished last season yeah. with Carlo Ancelotti now at the helm I think someone like Dina Richarlison despite their terrible fixtures could reward managers I just don't think I've got the balls to fucking go in them myself yeah, we'll, we'll wait and so see. So I think they will trouble the likes of Arsenal. And in this most recent game week, Aubameyang was back on the left, even with Lacazette on the bench. They had uh, Nikete up front. Um, and Martinelli actually was my puck father last week. Didn't fucking play. Didn't play, yeah. <laughs> I was actually surprised to see, in you call him Nketiah. I don't know how it's pronounced. I think that might be it. Some people pronounce it necktie. Necktie, okay. Well, <laughs> I Maybe, uh, if you're dyslexic. But, uh, yeah, he uh, he did, he was a bit of a shock this week uh, to see him starting up front. Yeah. And uh, hit the bar. Uh, I don't know, did he score? I don't think he did score. Uh, I thought he scored. Aubameyang got one, Lacazette got one. He hit the bar. He, yeah, hit the bar. he definitely hit the bar, but I know... Uh, look, I don't give a shit. I'm not even going to bother looking it up. Either way... Pepe, Aubameyang, Ozil, Lacazette. Yeah, so he didn't score. He should have scored, though. He should uh, It'll be interesting. But it was a bit of a shock to see Martinelli rested. But look... That's the drunk tech done. I even managed to sneak a little personal question in myself. It's left me none the wiser. So now I know how everyone listening to this feels. But we would like to thank you for your questions nonetheless. And uh, yeah, we're not going to touch on the FBL Hangover podcast mini-league this week. Because the week's not over yet. And there are members there with Aguero captain. And we're just not going to shit in them. We want to wait until game week 27 is finished. Episode 73 is going to be recorded and we will give you all of the mini league updates then. But before we leave you folks, we are going to do some balls to the wall. Slightly different though this week. As I said, game week 26 is still not completely finished. So we're not going to calculate whether Seamus or myself won last week just yet because Aguero is in play and Man City are active. So we don't want to be spoiling or tainting any results. 
But we do want to look ahead to Game Week 27, and we are going to look on what our picks are for next week, Seamus. That's true. Uh, we can't discuss last week's Puck Fathers and Breaches, so those have been decided. You want to go through them? I don't mind, yeah. Mm. Bait them out. Puck okay. Fathers. Puck Fathers. You did Do you remember Martin who Ellie. you went? Yeah. There's no way you can remember. I went with Martinelli. Okay, let me who guess. didn't play a minute, so I had zero points. No, so it doesn't matter. As long as somebody like just didn't get sent off, you're going to win. All right, so Chris Wood is what's in No, you went with Bergwijn. Bergwijn. Oh. Yeah, it's a good... Like, I mean, there was a good 50% chance it was going to be Chris Wood or Delafoya. Yeah, considering my past... Uh, my historic Seeing preferences. They have been yeah. about like eight of your like previous 22 <laughs> picks. Who's winning, bitch? No. Uh, oh, I went with Bergwijn. So I did win. Two oh, points he got two points. Oh, two I'll points. And he would have had an assist in fairness as well had uh, Son been Taking able a to decent penalty, score yeah. a penalty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so two points beats it. So you uh, you win there in the puck fighters. Uh, that's, a, that's a sickening one. But uh, I did win in the Breen Sheets in also a sickening manner with my uh, Egan. Egan pick, which uh, lost his clean sheet, but got a, uh, an assist and one single bonus point a for bap. six points. A bap on his head. Yeah. It was crowned. Yeah, and you backed your own keeper, um, the man who concedes from corners. He McCarthy. fucking puts... Oh, apologies that he put his fate in the guy on the near post. Why would a keeper ever do that? Yeah, no. Fucking Danny Ings obviously had something to gain from losing the clean sheet and I want this investigated but no one ever listens to me so yeah. we'll move on those to were last week's um, with the uh, actually with the hot shots um, you are ahead currently you have Aubameyang and Aguero I have Salah who did nothing obviously Aubameyang did 8 points uh, and KDB so uh, really it'll come down to if KDB can outscore Aguero by more than 5 points and Personally, I really hope Aguero outscores KDB by more than five I, points. Sir, I'll have to disagree with you. I'm the complete opposite. Hopefully, KDB wins you your hot shots. And no, 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 no. I no. must insist that yeah. you win this you week. You go ahead, sir. It's you are first. Yes. No, no, no. But, but looking for this week's picks, Seamus. Yeah. Yeah, but, you have first pick. And uh, I think you stole my first pick from last week, which didn't do me a whole lot of good. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, you accidentally thought you were first pick this week and gave me the idea. So it didn't take much to uh, to really deliberate over. And yeah, I went with King Mo himself, as you said, at home to West Ham. It'll be hard to not captain him in that match, especially because there's no Champions League next week. Yeah. Liverpool are in Madrid. So what do you have? Fourteen points ahead with him in game week twenty four or something like that. Something and they last like played that. him in the double. Uh, I think it was fourteen points he got in that particular game. West Ham are looking no sh- no uh, no fucking great shape, and I don't think it takes a genius to figure out that he's going to be the most captain player in game week twenty seven. Yeah, I think regardless. So. so yeah, he's my pick number one, but that does give you pick two and three. Yeah, and I have gone for again. I've, I've stuck with um, Liverpool, and I've gone for Mane. Last week, when I had first pick, again, I went with Salah. The reason being why I picked him last week, but I went with actually Aguero as my captain, is because I changed my mind midweek. Yeah, fair But enough. at the time when we did these picks two weeks two weeks ago, uh, I thought Salah was the best pick. So, uh, yeah, I think this week, now that Manny is back and fit, um, I'm going to go with Manny. Fair barring enough. any Champions League injuries. Oh, that's the cat knocking over a glass. Almost knocking oh, over a glass. Yeah, always likes to... Uh, my second pick is not the cat. It's uh, Danny Ings. You'd pick the cat if you could. Yeah, I would. Yeah, but he's not. Uh, he's not no good now at football. Danny Dingling Ings. Danny Ings. Yeah, happy to see him score this week. I was. Yeah, uh, I think he's the my box first. Finish. My first Danny Ings goal. 
Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? When he scores a goal, you're like, oh, he yeah. always gets a bonus as well. Yeah, I mean, I to be honest, with you, I was hoping he'd get the three uh, when it was lose. one-one. They did lose, you know, but when it was one-one, I was like, you know what? Maybe old Dingling himself is gonna come good. And I was happy to see seven points. It was very much a lucky number seven week for me. But uh, you're continuing with you're expecting him to continue his run of form. I think so. Yeah, Makes sense. Um, I'm kind of thinking I'm like he would be a nice armband option this week. Yeah, well, personally, do that instead of Liverpool uh, at home to West Ham, and you know we can discuss that in the next episode. And it'll be yeah, great I crack. I might, I might. Uh, I'm not sure. You but, don't uh, have the your cojones. <laughs> your fourth pick was the other player I was thinking of instead of Ings. Yeah, we've been talking Without about consultation. Him. Uh, I don't a, even need a, to you for you to remind me here. It's weird. Like you know me, my memory is shit. But I know exactly who the four pick is because we've been talking about him for like fucking fifty five minutes. Raul Jimenez. Yeah. Uh, easy pick. Norwich. Some man for the one man. He's some man for the one man, and it's something I'd love to do. Is kind of do an offshoot episode where we discuss how FPL has affected our FIFA careers. <laughs> but I know currently I have Raul Jimenez in my FIFA career mode, and. Uh, yeah, he's nailing it. He's a top golden, uh, top scorer. He's he's, he's, he's on. God. He's a golden god. He's on cue for golden boot. And if if I've learned anything from FPL, it's that FIFA is a very accurate predictor of future results. Hmm. But it is Breen sheets to contend with. Yes, Seamus. Breen sheets and uh, Pog Fodders. Let's start with the Breen sheets. So um, I won last week with my Egan pick, so I first picked this week. You've already bragged. Uh, I'm gone for Bolly. Willie Bolly. The man with the best name in the Premier League. Second only to who? I said Christian Fox, but uh, I think I was just, you know, being a child. Yeah. No, uh, I think but... you're right. I think it's uh, it's it's uh, head to head. It is. Uh, we're going to put that up on our page this week. Who has got the best FPL name in FPL? Is it Christian Fuchs or Fox? Yeah. Oh, it's Fuchs. <laughs> well, it's Fuchs. Is it Christian Fuchs or is it Willy Bolly? Well, I personally, it, I'm a big fan of Willy Bolly. If you say it properly, then Christian Fuchs is not going to win. I mean, you have to put the, you know, uh, the, emphasis, the uh, emphasis on the Fox. We'll let bit. the listeners decide. Fair enough. I mean, like, look, I'm not dying on this Christian Fox Hill, uh, <laughs> just so you know. But uh, Willy Bolly does have a pretty savage name, especially because it'd be a good cocktail. Yeah. Give me a Willy Bolly. I'll That's have... the way you can say it. Willy Bolly! You can say it like that too. You could order two. That's Willy... the only way I say two it. Two Willy Bolly, please. Willy Bolly! Yeah. No, it's perfect. Uh, no, I love it. It's a good solid. And name. he scored this week only to have his goal disallowed. Rightly so. I feel that's why I, I have to go from this week because I've been I've been eyeing him up and I've been looking at him. I've been seeing people talking about him, and he scored, and I was like, oh god damn, he's actually gone and done it. And then he had it disallowed. I'm like, okay, well I got to get on him before he scores again. Before he actually scores. So that's fair enough. Your pick for this week, Seamus Roman Sice, and uh, <laughs> my pick. This uh, I have forgotten again. Oh yes, no I haven't. He's part of the clergy. He is. Coming all the way from Vatican City, Mr. Nick Pope. Uh, he has really, he's really strived to piss me off since been I reborn. got rid of him from McCarthy. Yeah, he's been reborn. Uh, not so much this week. Two points, I think. Born again? Possibly. I don't know. I'm not going to make... I'm making Christian jokes here. I'm not going to make Christian jokes, Seamus. I take people's religious faith very, very seriously. You know that. When I started this podcast, the first thing I outlined was how serious we were going to take people's belief in fairy tales but moving on i have gone with nick pope i think he is i mean like burnley at fucking home to bournemouth i know wilson maybe we're about to see a bit of callum wilson renaissance but fuck that bournemouth still look absolute 
dire to me. I would bet against it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Burnley kind of contradicting what I've already given you shit about saying uh, in this episode. But yeah, they they are picking their socks up a little bit. They're looking a bit better, and uh, fuck it, they're in form. That's oh. so the only way you can say it is they're in form. Why would you bet against a team that's in form? And let's just say for the record, Nick Pope is also a pretty good name. Yeah, and I mean, he's at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, so Pope that's saves. my yeah. Pope saves. Exactly. Actually, going on to our puck fathers here, my pick is a uh, Burnley player as well. It's Jay Rodriguez. Um, uh, is your puck father a Burnley player as well? Uh, oh no, that's my pre. That was your pre sheet. Sorry, no, yes. my uh, my puck father is Jay Rodriguez with Chris Wood. Uh, a doubt after going off injured in this most recent game week. Um, Vidra came on and scored, but Jay Rodriguez has been playing really well lately and uh, scored a cracker against United, if you can recall that game. Um, and he's Rodriguez only 0.3% owned. He's been on my watch list for several... I mean, you could go as far as to say like several seasons now because he's always been on the edge of becoming like an actual option, a really good option. He's got a run of games now, though. Yeah, he has, and he's looked really well for the last couple of weeks. Uh, I do like it. Wood's out injured. Uh, Barnes has been out for a couple of weeks now as well. So, yeah, I think Rodriguez is a pretty solid pick. So, looking at my brain sheet and your puck fada, we're going, we're going heavy on Burnley this week. And I don't think, uh, you know, anyone could really give us no, much shit for that. It's the classic Bournemouth. bet against Bournemouth who are shite. Yeah. So, Seamus, I've gone with... Are we doing my puck fada now? Yeah, your puck fada. I've gone with James Ward-Prowse. JWP himself, I think... He's back. He shook off that injury he picked up a couple of weeks ago. I don't even know if that kept him out for long. I don't think it did. There was a bit of a break. But uh, he's back. Southampton are against Villa. We've already discussed the merits of Southampton's attack and more so Villa's potency for conceding. Yeah, (laughs) and he's on set pieces. Yes. Uh, He seems to be, I assume he's still on penalties. And he's back, importantly, he's back playing in centre midfield instead of playing right back. Now that they've got Kyle Walker-Peters signed from the Spurs, he's actually playing midfield. So he's more forward, more likely to score. And would I be right in saying that someone like Nathan Redmond might have been a player you might have looked at this week if he hadn't got injured? If he hadn't got injured in uh, the training session or whatever before... The match against Burnley, Redmond would be very much in my watch list. He was he was creeping up quickly, but he is out now, and I'm looking at game week 27 and Southampton versus Villa. Looks like there could be a lot yeah. of goals. There could be a good few goals in that match. I also like Armstrong for Southampton. He's doing a player like in draft. I actually signed Southampton uh, Redmond in draft. I think this week, like which was like two or three weeks ago not knowing he was injured yeah. Um, for because I had a lot of crap players I think I had for Pulisic or something like that and uh, now I'm looking to try and see if I can get on Armstrong because uh, he's been playing very well lately and uh, yeah Southampton attacking wise look pretty good Seamus you can get on anybody that you put your mind to mm. that's something I've always said can I said. get on the toilet because I'm about to wet myself well, be- first then before you go you do need to tell us your brain sheet because I believe you have no we did that did you do that yeah Willie Bolly well, about oh, we did a whole thing. Yeah, we did. We, uh, we'll just do it again. You just want me to wet myself, isn't that it? You're a little bit. Keep me talking here, so right, I can't right, go tell it. Right, we'll wrap it up. Now I'm gonna do 0.5 speed. No, I'm just joking, Seamus. We will wrap it up quickly. I want to thank everyone for listening. Everyone that's sending questions, uh, you are all amazing. Anyone that does want to reach out to us, you can get us on Gmail at fblhangover at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at fblhangover. 
there's a lot of shit going on there. We're in various competitions. We're going to actually have to do some updates on that stuff pretty soon. But I would like to thank you all for listening. Seamus, you're also on Twitter. Yeah, I'm at FPL Drunk. Enjoy Game Week 27 and the rest of Game Week 26. May your hours be green. God bless. Yeah.